Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam, myself, and Mr. Front Row Kenny. How you guys doing? Renee, guess what? We've missed you. <laughs> I know, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, man, we're glad to have you back. It's good to be back. Let me say this, Renee. Like, it's only been maybe two or three shows that you've completely missed, but you did chime in and give us your predictions. But I will tell you, I'm I don't like doing the intro. Like, that's a Renee's thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you did fine. You probably just don't realize it. That intro stuff is hard, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> That's like the hardest thing to do to me, I swear. Uh, did, you, did you guys try to practice? How are we going to do this intro? <laughs> I've heard you do it so many times. I think I, I think I did an okay job. But let's start off by, I guess, I will say the word briefly, but there is no such thing as brief when we're talking NASCAR. But Renee. Right. How was you know what? I don't even know if we should ask how was your weekend because I feel like every day is the weekend now. Although you guys both still work your job Monday through Friday, but well, no, uh -huh. Renee, you actually go someplace. Kenny's working from home, but I guess how was your week, Renee? Oh uh, well, week was uh, quite interesting to say the least, which is why I was not on the podcast last week. A little family issue go that went down, but uh, you know everything is is all all good. Okay, lost a family member, but uh, nevertheless, it was a, a very nice service, and it's always nice to see family. You don't ever like to see family under those kinds of circumstances, but it was good to see uh, some family members that you don't really get to see very often. With that being said, the end of the week actually turned out really nice. It was nice and quiet, and especially for my lifestyle, you guys know me, and I'm sure our listeners know me very well as well. Uh, you know, very low key. I, I actually worked, um, uh, Friday night, so, uh, I didn't really do much but come home and just kind of relaxed and went to bed. And then Saturday, I didn't do much but lay around and kind of just be a couch potato and, um, watch the race. And, and today as well, I just was a couch potato. I didn't really do any, as crazy as that sounds, that's pretty much what I did all weekend is just be a couch potato. <laughs> Renee, we are sorry for your loss. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned about your lifestyle. I actually watched a video of one of my favorite DJs, Black Coffee, and he did a set in Mykonos, Mykonos, which is one of my Mykonos, favorite yeah. places to party. We, we've talked about it on the mm -hmm. podcast. Mykonos is in Greece. And there were hundreds. I mean, it was like a full on party, not a single mass. You know, hey, I don't know what's going on in Greece, but. They had him blocked off, but as they were showing the crowd, it was like they were just standing at a bar. And I'm saying to myself, the rest of the world would kill to be here in Mykonos on the water listening to one of the world famous DJs or, you know, and, yeah. and you guys are just nonchalant. And I was thinking to myself, like, my whole summer is wasted. It's gone. Like, it's August. It's back to school and not yep. a one party, not a, and, and not that I party like Renee, but you guys know, I do enjoy a good rooftop bar or a little lounge. I, I like day parties. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. and this actually, this is what this was. And Mika knows it was a day party. But I'm like, dude, you guys are taking for granted what the rest of the world wish we were doing. But <laughs> I know that was, I don't even know if that was hashtag Tam's rant, but whatever. Kenny, what's going on with you? So me, I was almost in the same boat as Renee. I was watching racing from Friday till Sunday. So I was pretty much just plugged in with that. Didn't really do too much anything else. I did catch up on P Valley, that show, which Tam, I know you watch. It's a pretty good yes. show. <laughs> I like it so far. <laughs> it's a little wild. I'm not going to lie for my listeners that are um not really into, I guess you could say, explicit images or however you want to say it. That's just my way of, of putting it. Just think about it before you watch it or at least try one episode. You might be okay. Who knows? But um, other than that, I think that's really all I did this weekend. It was a hot one this weekend. And as a matter of fact, here in Charlotte, we got a little bit of which you guys sometimes get. We had an earthquake on Sunday morning, which I actually slept through. A 5.1 oh, wow. earthquake shook through the greater area of Charlotte. I think it happened at the state line, at the Virginia-North Carolina state line, and it was felt all the way down down here in Charlotte for some people. Some people felt it more than others. I didn't feel it at all. I slept right through it. My girlfriend, she felt it. Her sister, she said the same thing, and she lives close by me. And I'm like, I didn't feel anything this time. I've only felt an earthquake once in my life, and that was in Maryland one time in high school. But other than that, I guess I slept through history this time. But yeah, I think that pretty much sums (laughs) up my somewhat, in quote, I guess you could say, calm weekend. Well, that's how it is, to be honest. Usually earthquakes happen in the wee hours of the morning. It's rare if we have them during the day. And most people sleep through them. And to be honest, the earthquake that we had, I think it was last week or week before last here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I only heard it. I didn't necessarily feel it. And that's interesting, too, because, you know, the house, you could just, the house is moving so you can hear some little creaks. But aside from that, I just turned back over. I mean, it is what it is. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it is. One so thing I will say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In all honesty, not to diminish an earthquake, but it's really no different than if the trash truck comes on your street or a heavy truck. It just kind of shakes. I'm saying a small one now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about when you're getting into a 6.0, 7.0 earthquake, but a small one. It is what it is. One last thing I will say before we jump into some NASCAR talk about earthquakes. I'm not quite sure if this is still a fact, but it used to be a fact that the largest earthquake fault in the United States was actually in Philadelphia, not in California, which most people think. Our earthquake lines or faults, or however you want to call it, like San Andreas, of course, all of you guys seen the movie with the rockets, one of the largest earthquake right. faults on this end of the United States. Our faults are fact. <laughs> this is a tongue twister. Our faults are active well i guess technically that wasn't a tongue twister i just needed to slow down <laughs> you guys don't know anything about that that was brand newbian that was brand newbian oh, slow down, down. <laughs> okay nascar talk let's do a quick recap of michigan and we will talk a little bit about everything and a lot about silly season So Michigan, we raced there Saturday and Sunday, and Harvick did the damn thing. He dominated Saturday. He won stage one, stage two, and won the race. 
On Sunday, he won one stage and the race. So Saturday, your top 10 was Harvick. Brad Keselowski came in second. He came he came up short at his home track in Michigan. Truex Jr. came in third. Ryan Blaney, fourth. Kyle B. as in Kyle Busch, who actually led four laps. And of course, everyone got excited because Kyle Busch has been, I won't say he's been on the can't get right team, but we're just not used to him not winning. Denny Hamlin shockingly came in six. And I know that's like, what? But that's a shock because we're used to him either winning or top five. Chase Elliott, seven. Joy Logano, eighth. Bubba, as in Bubba Wallace, the guy that most of you guys at this point love to hate. Not us, not anyone on this podcast, but reading some of the comments from fans on the Twitter. It's a lot of hate for Bubba out there, but Bubba came in ninth. And Kurt Busch, who quietly has been running off a few top tens, he came in 10th. Notables, you guys already know, Jimmy Johnson is a notable and Matt Kenseth. Jimmy Johnson came in 12th and Matt Kenseth came in 17th. Harvick, like I already said, he dominated on Sunday. So now we're going to give you the top 10 for Sunday. Hamlin came in second. So that one, two punches back, or at least it was back for Mm -hmm. Sunday's race at Michigan. Hamlin did everything he could, but just could not get it done because Harvick was just that damn good. Truex, not only did he come in third for Saturday's race, he came in third on Sunday. Kyle Busch, another top five, he came in fourth. Joy Logano, who's always in the mix, came in fifth. Eric Amarola, who started from the back, worked his way all the way up to a top 10 finish, and he came in sixth. Matt DiBettadetto, who we will talk about a little bit later because he's a part of Silly Season, although no one's really saying his name, but his time could be up in the number 21. He came in seventh. Austin Dillon, who also started from the back, came in eighth. Chase Elliott came in ninth. And Kurt Busch came in tenth. So that was a 10th place finish for Kurt Busch on Saturday as well as Sunday. Notables for Sunday's race at Michigan. Jimmy Johnson came in 11th. He still can't get right, but he's getting better. He improved one spot from Saturday's race because Saturday he came in 12th, Sunday he came in 11th. Clint Boyer, who actually led 43 whole entire laps, didn't even get a top 10. Clint Boyer, who we will talk about a little later because he's also a part of Silly Season, came in 14th. Matt Kinsett, of course, because he's going to forever be a notable as long as he's in the number 42, came in 15th. If you notice, I didn't say Brad K, as in Brad Keselowski, bad Brad. He could not get right at his home track on Sunday. So he will have to wait another year to see if he can win at Michigan. Him and Blaney got into a little accident, which was 100% Kez's fault because he claimed that it was his fault because we all saw it was his fault. He came in 39th and Blaney came in 38th. So they finished dead ass last. So on that note, where do we go in this conversation? Do we jump into some silly season? You guys want to talk about Bubba? You want to talk about Christopher Bell, Matt DiBettadetto? We already know Brad Keselowski has re-signed. So he's out of the equation. He is headed back to Team Penske. But whatever you guys want to go, or wherever you guys want to go, just let me know. Kenny, what do you want to talk about? I do want to talk about Saturday and Sunday's race. I thought 
just overall, they were pretty, they were pretty crazy. I, I think honestly, if there's any place where this package can shine to some degree, I feel like it's Michigan. It's a big track. It's pretty wide. Four or five lanes you got to, you know, spread out, especially on the restarts, which, um, Dale Jr. and, and the company also talked about a lot this weekend. The restarts are really, really entertaining. But I think there's something that people probably weren't really paying too much attention to and kind of could figure, maybe could have figured it out from Saturday's race is in those final restarts. So the preferred lane was the inside lane all weekend long. That seemed to be the one where if you could get a good run, that was the spot you had to be in when the restart happened. So like Bubba, for example, who was at the time, I believe he was in either fourth or fifth. He chose the inside lane, which was the best lane possible. Of course, he went for it. And the unfortunate part of what happens when people go for it like that, of course, last few laps, don't blame them. But what happens is you lose so much momentum, you'll lose a lot of spots like what he did. He still managed to get a top 10, but he almost sat on another top five finish for him in that team, which has had a pretty hot hand as of late. But um, other than that, I just think that if you look at how people weren't getting pushed, like Blaney didn't push Bubba, for example. It's due to the Heritage Trophy, which I don't know if people know about. The Heritage Trophy is a manufacturer's trophy that pretty much is like bragging rights, like anything else. Just like college football or college basketball, you win a, a rivalry game. Boom, that's it. So you, if you noticed in the replay, a lot of Chevys were going to push them with Chevys and Fords would only push with Fords. And that was a lot what happened. So it was like almost Daytona-esque is what we kind of got. Sunday, we didn't really get that. We got a pretty relatively clean finish. Hamlin almost caught Harvick, but Harvick was just that damn good this entire weekend, I felt like. But overall, I thought it was a solid weekend of racing, honestly. But I do would I ultimately will say Sunday was better than Saturday. I mean Saturday was better than Sunday, excuse me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. I th- I thought Saturday's race was 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 much better than than Sunday's race. I I thought the only thing that was really interesting on today's race, Sunday, was uh the ending was Hamlin going to catch Harvick? Was he not going to catch Harvick? And it seemed like he, he was, but obviously he didn't, uh, you know, get to uh, finish the job there. But def- definitely, I, I agree with you, Kenny. Uh, I thought Saturday's race was just a little bit more, uh, interesting. I, I, I was sitting there, look, I was, I remember sitting there on Saturday going, okay, which one of these races is Tam going to fall asleep on? And I said, it's probably going to be tomorrow's. <laughs> <laughs> You never lie because I did take a nap on Sunday's race. See, he, see, he, <laughs> yep, see, he called. But, Boom. but did like I that. actually? No, I did not take a nap. Oh, I did a. I can't remember. I but I was zoned out of Sunday's race. I, I was on the phone. I was on my computer. I think yeah, I was zoned out. I didn't take a nap. I was in my chair, but I was dozing off. <laughs> so yeah, because oh, yeah. I missed most yeah. of Clint Boyer's forty-three laps. Yeah, he picked. Up I that saw stage some win. of them. He needed that, honestly. Matter of fact, speaking of points, he needed that like badly. Yeah. Oh, so what? What position is he in now? Is is he still? Is he inside the bubble or outside? He the still bubble? is in the bubble, but of course, you need as many points as possible, especially given the fact we got right. two big wild cards coming up. We got the Daytona Road Course and regular Daytona within like three weeks apart. So yeah, it's gonna be pretty crazy. Okay, what else do we need to talk about or is everything else going on in NASCAR silly season talk? I think we're all silly season talk at this point because I'm pretty sure Yep. if you all listen to the broadcast this Sunday, apparently Mr. Bubba Wallace has a offer to take the number 42 ride for 2021. So that's a pretty huge one, honestly, if um 
if it actually ends up panning out because that's a huge lateral move. And, and especially in this free agency in the past few years, it's kind of hard to make a lateral move. You can't always do that. But if you go from the 43 to the 42, I think that's a pretty huge upgrade, honestly. I thought that, honestly, he ran his mouth too much. You think I so? don't feel like, yeah, I don't think he should have divulged that information. And not only was I a little taken back at the fact that he divulged that information, it came out, obviously, at this point, we know that he's had some ownership stake in the number 43 since 2019, I believe. Well, I guess that would be last year. And it was just odd because he was like, yeah, I just want to thank all the guys in the shop, blah, blah, blah. And we got a huge deal on the table. Man, which one is it? You willing and dealing with the 43 or are you about to will and deal with the 42? Well, there, <laughs> well I, guess there, I guess there is some extra to that where if you go back like maybe about a week or a week or so ago, that was mentioned that there's been apparently a lot more, a lot more phones ringing off the hook for uh, Bubba to pick up a sponsorship. Nobody knows what exactly which one. My thought was, so is that Beats by Dre deal going to eventually come through and be on a car? That was one I thought about. Same thing with Cash App, which just, you know, they just got on board. I was like, well, are they going to, you know, fork up more money or what it may be? But yeah, I'm sure like it had the whole world like taken aback on Saturday. People were like, well, what's the deal? Like, what's the deal? And of course, everything is leaked out now, I guess you could say, so to speak. But maybe it was meant to be that way. I don't know. That that just seems like silly season in a nutshell, because a lot of times things come out in the middle of the season and it's pretty well known, like with Christopher Bell before he came over, that whole deal. People talked about that for six months and they knew it was happening. So maybe something has always been in the works because I think Ross Chastain's stock has not been as high as what it used to be because my consensus was a 42 was going to go to him. But then that leaves Kurt Busch. Is he going to come back for another year? Let's think about that. That's one name we haven't even talked about all year Kurt is Kurt Busch. And nobody's talking about Denny, but I feel like Denny should just stay at Joe Gibbs Racing, but that's just me. I agree with that. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like, Might as well at this point. Yeah, but there's so many moving parts to it because staying on the topic of Christopher Bell, we know the um, Levine family racing is shutting down after this season. Eric, we know, was blindsided. He thought that they were talking and everything was going great. And he found out he's not going to go back to Joe Gibbs Racing. So apparently now Christopher Bell is taking that car. But where does that leave Eric? And if I'm not mistaken, LFR, aren't they just switching owners so the car will still be there, but it's just a new ownership? So the charter for that car is going to get bought up, basically. So when NASCAR brought that charter system, basically, like if a team is ever shut down, just like Furniture Road did a few years ago, you can pretty much just buy the team, whatever value it's at. So I don't know how much their charter is worth. I'm assuming it's relatively high, but yeah, that's kind of how that system works now. We will find out what is going to happen with that car. And then we have Matt D. Matt DiPadadetto has actually been running well. But we already yeah. know he may be out of a ride. He may be out of the number 21. So yeah, then there's tough. Corey LaJoy. Yeah, there are a lot of people. And then, of course, there's Clint Boyer. But from what we know, Clint Boyer said that he wanted to retire as Stuart Haas, but he wants to race one more year. Right. Mm. Yeah, no, that's interesting. But there's a lot of people 
right now on a one year deal. And my thought process with that was if you look across the board, pretty much everybody besides your, you know, a Kyle Bush, a Joey Logano, a Brad Keselowski, well, now he's signed, but most of those guys for the most part have signed either a year plus or a longer term or, you know, a long term deal. But I think the thought process for a lot of, a lot of team owners was, okay, before COVID happened, we were getting ready to go to a brand new car. That was the thing. So they were getting ready to get focused on a brand new car. Of course, bringing a younger driver in somewhat makes sense. Or if you really want a veteran so you can take it advantage immediately, I guess that was the thought. But now we've got a whole nother year. And so does that leave out, you know, some people that may have been able to stay for more than one year because of this, or they may not be able to because of this. So I think the one year deal stuff has made this thing tricky and it's going to be pretty interesting. I think Ricky Stenhouse as well for somebody else to talk about that no one's really saying much about is he has a one year deal, but he's been doing fine. So I think he may sign back as well. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. There are so many moving parts, like I said, to silly season, but we just covered the basics, which we know Kez has read up, read up. I don't know if that's a word. People say that all the time. Is that the <laughs> official word? Read up. <laughs> I would say yes and probably no. I don't know if that's a real word, but hey, you know what? Guess what? It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So there you go. Kez resigned. Hamlin, nobody knows. And the car we haven't talked about is the 48, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Nobody knows. I mean, what if Jimmy was like, you know what? This season just didn't work out. I'm going to come back. You know what? That would be yeah, crazy. He could. Yeah. Tony Kanaan yeah. and Jimmy Carr is actually thinking about coming back for another year. He was supposed to retire this year. So maybe that could happen. I don't know. That might change some stuff, too. If that If that actually was to happen, I feel like that would change the course of quite a few things. Because, again... When we talk about people who may be in the 48, we're talking about Eric Jones, who apparently is linked to that already from the get-go because they have the same, I believe, the same agent or something. They have the same, yes, something, the same agent that or lawyer, came out this week. Yeah, right. They have and the same agent. See, that's a, no, then that that's a big then. move. And again, if that, if that could work in his favor, maybe that's where he, maybe that's where Hendrick goes towards and leans to and gets the next guy. But, there's another thing I think people have forgotten about a little bit, right? I was made aware of it myself recently again, was the president of Ally has been on Bubba's side from this whole thing from a few months ago and going through. And it's shown like a lot of support if we're talking about him. Yeah, I told somebody. you that. Right. And so talking about that, that makes a, a pretty big deal. I think that makes a big deal as well in a very small, you know, it may be small to some people, but I think. That might shift somebody his way. I mean, again, money makes a difference for sure. And if you can secure Ally, let's just say they say, look, if we get him, we're going to do a full season sponsor or whatever, which is damn near unheard of at this point in time. But you get that. That makes a whole world of a difference. So that could shift everything. But, you know, again, things can fall apart as we're speaking now and things can, you know, constantly change. But that's just silly season, especially where we're at now in, in August. I'm going to throw this in the mix. We've been talking about all this driver movement, but what we have not been talking about is sponsorship movement. We are in a pandemic Ooh, yeah. and people don't have money like that. So you, That's we, nobody's talking about it, but all those companies that are on one year deals or their contracts are running out. Who's to say that they're going to re up? That's a, if that's, actually, a word. that's a real good point. I mean, we're going to, we're going to wow. roll with that being a word. That's a very good point. <laughs> 
But it's a valid point. I mean, money is different nowadays for real at this point in time, <laughs> given, given the last few months we had. But yeah, that that also can make a difference. I don't think I've actually heard anybody talk about that. So that's a, a superb point. Because nobody wants to talk about it. But the reality True. is, is that from a legal standpoint, I'm just going to say this, is that from a legal standpoint, every contract has a clause in there that is something to the effect of force. I, f- I forgot how they say it, force majeure, something like that. But basically, an act of God. And a pandemic, I think, qualifies as an act of God. I don't know. Mm. I so, too. Yeah, technically, yeah, it does. I think yeah, so. <laughs> so there are, I'm sure there's some wiggle room. And you have to think about it. Ally Bank just came on the scene, and they spent all this money on Jimmy. Uh, I'm not sure... What's going on in online banking, but people don't have money, so maybe they don't come back to NASCAR. Maybe so. That That's a, a real good point, though. For real, it is. Like, let's look at Hooters. Most restaurants are closed. Well, I know in our state, like, in fact, before we jumped on this podcast, I ran out, which, yes, I did go out. I didn't tell you guys what I did this weekend because there was nothing to talk about. But I did finally go out the house and I literally ran down to the local Mexican food restaurant and they converted the parking lot, which they share with CVS and some other stores. But their part in front of the restaurant, they converted that into an outdoor dining. Oh, I've seen that a lot, too. Some of these restaurants are doing outdoor dining. Yeah, but the thing is, Hooters doesn't have that option, depending on where they located. But I, I'm going true. all the way to the yeah. left. I'm just painting the picture of the fact that we're in a pandemic and money is not flowing to companies the way it used to. So I could see a company that contract is ending, they may have to cut their sponsorship. So, you know, there are so many moving parts to the off season, because at this point, it's not even a silly season. It's the off season that we will have to wait to find out to see how it unfolds. Now, most people are still optimistic that we are going to get back to racing and life as normal. But hey, this is a perfect excuse for a sponsor to say, you know what, we do not want to re-up. I think I may name this podcast episode Re-Up. The Re-Up. <laughs> but the Re-Up. It's just silly. Yeah. It's just silly. So we'll see. So on that note, I think we covered everything. Did I miss anything? Kenny, Renee, you guys want to add anything? Or do we jump into predictions to talk about the road course at Daytona that's not going to have practice, which is just crazy to me, but whatever. I was going to ask what you think. What do y'all think about that uh, going to Daytona with the road course with no practice? What y'all think? Oh, man. It's already anybody's game in general, but with no practice, I mean... Corey LaJoy, he might, might win that race. I don't know. <laughs> it also might rain. I forgot to add that. It's Florida. It's August and it's Florida. It, it might that. I rain. I heard it was probably going to rain. <laughs> and they we're doing rain, rain tires, time. right? Yeah. Okay. So that could get pretty crazy. It rained this weekend in Road America for Xfinity. Matter of yeah. fact, this was uh, pretty wild in its own way. I'm going to say that. But I don't know. It's going to be something else. I know that much. But if rain actually does come, it is going to be out of control. Let me ask you this. Are they bringing slick tires as well as rain tires? Or Yeah, it's going to be both okay. for this weekend. And I'm sure all the cars are probably going to have wipers on, just like they typically have for road course races. At least some teams do. 
And most drivers complain about the windshield wipers. It's better to not have them on because the <laughs> yeah. water is coming off, you know, from the other cars when you're in the back, yada, yada. It should be interesting. It always rains in Daytona. It always rains in Florida. Let me just it say does. that. So it probably will yeah. rain and we, we will see how it unfolds. Now, my opinion is they need to have practice. You know, I just don't understand why there's no practice. And this whole qualifying thing, you know, how it was no qualifying, but they're the way they're picking the order. Uh, I just feel like for the road course, there needs to be some type of practice. But that's just my thought. What say you guys? You tweet us, let us know. Maybe we'll post it on the Twitter one day this week once the podcast episodes drops, asking you guys what you think about practice. So on that note, it is time for some predictions. It's time for race predictions. Renee, who you got? All right. Well, let's go bowling. Uh, my personal favorite. I love bowling, by the way. Um, Daytona International Speedway. I am going to go with, um, and I, I, I picked this guy once this year. And uh, Tam, you mentioned his name earlier on this podcast. And believe it or not, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch on this one. I'm going to go with Kurt Busch as my winner. And if I had to do an alternative pick, I'm probably going to go with Denny Hamlin. I know Denny Hamlin came close today. Um, had a good run uh, yesterday as well. But um, uh, I'm I'm going to go with, with, with uh, Kurt Busch as my winner. And my uh, uh, alternative pick is going to be Denny Hamlin. Those are my picks and I'm sticking with them. What say you, Ken? All right. So this is wild because this is the first time we're going to the Daytona Road Course, but um, at least for the NASCAR cars, <laughs> however you want to say that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it should be pretty interesting. So my main pick is actually going to be the one and only that has not got a win this season somehow, some way. I'm going with Kyle Busch only because he has some experience on right. that road course in the rain at that when he raced in the Rolex 24 back in January, which seems like an eon ago. And I think he can actually be a factor. I think if everything just goes right for him, I think he should be A-OK, honestly. But then I'm going to go for an alternative pick. I'm going to go with Joey Logano. He's going to be my my alternative pick. Not sure exactly why. What's my logic behind that one? But we're just going to roll with it because we have no data, no history, no nothing. So, so with that being said, Miss Tam, what are your picks? It's funny because both of you guys mentioned drivers that were kind of formulating and flowing through my head as picks, but I'm going to stick with Kyle Busch for the very reason that you picked him. And I just think it's time. He's He has practice even though it was a while ago because I truly think not having practice is what's hurting him and why he's not winning. So I'm actually going to stick with Kyle Busch for my pick. My alternative I had a few names floating around. Usually people pick the Dinger, but the Dinger is no longer running in cup full time. So he's not an option. Plus, I just never understood why people always picked him because to my knowledge, he only won one road course. He's been close, but he hasn't won as many races as people think he has on the road courses. But that's just a a footnote. I am actually going to, I don't know. I want to pick Tony Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know Tony good pick, honestly 
Why not? <laughs> I just saw a picture before we got on here, and it was a picture of him winning at the road course and the I Rock cars. And I think that the, I think today was oh, the wow. same day or something like that. So that's pretty ironic. Yeah, I just was making a joke, but I was serious. So <laughs> on that note, I'm gonna stick with. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Think, think, think. Maybe if I did the history lesson. Oh, wait, there's no history for the road course at Daytona. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with Kurt Bush. So I'm going with the Bush brothers. Those are my picks, ah. and I'm sticking to them. All right. No practice, no problems. That's uh, what we're going to head into this weekend uh, coming up in Daytona. So let's uh, get everybody on the same page. And if you have a pick and you want to let us know who you think is going to win at Daytona, Hit us up on our social media across the board. It's at Turns No Breaks. Once again, it's at Turns No Breaks across the board. Hit us up. And if you have anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do and just as much as we do, because like we always say, this podcast is for fans by fans. Turn them on to all Turns No Breaks and uh, follow us, please. And we always appreciate your support. For Tam, my man Kenny, and myself, we always appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you again next week on All Turns No Breaks. See y'all. Make sure y'all tell me happy birthday on Wednesday. Big 2-5. You're 25, Kenny? Going on 25. (laughs) Oh, man. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 